Hello and welcome to the first episode of Harry Potter, the boy who lived, come to die. And today we are going to be doing a recap of the first movie. It might take a few episodes, I'm not sure, we'll see, but then I'll do some audio, no, then I'll do some bits from the book. I'll read that sometimes that don't happen in the movie. Hope you enjoy! So, first we're going to do a bit from the book. So, basically, Mr. and Mrs. Dursley live in number four Pirate Drive. They think they're perfectly normal. Mr. Dursley is the director of a company that made drills. He's a great beefy, with hardly a neck, though he did have a very large moustache. Mrs. Dursley was thin and blonde, and nearly had twice the usual amount of neck, which came in very useful as she spent so much of her time craning over garden fences spying on the neighbours. Dursley had a small son called Dudley, and in their opinion, he was no f- there was no finer boy anywhere. So, they had everything they wanted. But they also had this dark secret, and the greatest fear was that someone would discover it. They didn't think they could bear it if anyone found out about the Potters. Mr. and Mrs. Potter were there. Were, so Mrs. Potter was Mrs. Dursley's sister. They hadn't met for several years, in fact. Mrs. Dursley pretended she didn't have a sister because her sister was good for nothing. And her husband and 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 her good for nothing husband were as undursleyish as was possible to be. The Dursleys shuddered to think what the neighbours would say if the potters arrived on the street. Dursley knew that the potter had a small son too, but they had never seen him. The boy was no other this boy was no other good reason for keeping the potters away. They didn't want Dudley mixing with a child like that. And then, when Mr. S- Mr. and Mrs. Dursley woke up on the dull grey Tuesday, our story starts. There was nothing but a cloudy sky outside to suggest a strange and mysterious thing would still happen, soon happen all over the country. Mr. and Mrs. No, Mr. Dursley hummed as he picked out the most boring tie for work, and Mrs. Dursley gossiped away happily as she wrestled, screaming Dudley into his high chair. And none of them noticed a large, tawny owl flutter past the window. At about half past eight, Mr. Dursley picked up his briefcase, pecked Mrs. D- D- Dursley on the cheek, and tried to kiss Dudley goodbye, but missed, because Dudley was now having a tantrum and throwing his cereal at the walls. Little Tyke chortled. Tyke? Chortled Mr. Dursley as he left the house. He got into his car and backed out of number four to drive. It was at the corner of the sh- it was on the corner of the street that he noticed his first time something peculiar. Peculiar. A cat reading a map. So for, for a second, Mr. Dursley didn't realise what he'd seen. And he jerked his head around to look again. There was a tabby cat standing on the corner of the Pearl Drive. But there wasn't a map in sight. What could he have been thinking of? Must have been a trick of the light. 
Mr. Dursley blinked and stared at the cat. Meow. Um, it's, it stared back and miss, as Mr. Dursley drove around the corner and up the road. He watched the cat in the mirror. He was now reading the sign that said, Privet Drive. No, looking at the sign. Cats couldn't read maps or sign. Then miss, Mr. Dursley gave himself a little shake and put the cat out of his mind. Throughout the town, there was nothing except a large order of drills he was hoping. He thought nothing except a large order of drills he was hoping to get that day. On the edge of town, drills were driven out of his mind by something else. As he sat in the usual morning traffic jam, he couldn't help noticing that there seemed to be a lot of strangely dressed people out. People in cloaks. Mr. Jersey couldn't bear people who dressed in funny clothes. The get-ups you saw on young people. He supposed it was some stupid new fashion. He drummed his fingers on the steering wheel as eyes been found the hull of these weirdos standing quite close by. They whispered excitedly together. Mr. Dursley was enraged to see a couple of them weren't young at all. Why, that man was older than he was. He was wearing an emerald green cloak. The nerve of him. And they struck. And But then it struck Mr. Dursley that it was possibly some silly stunt. These people were obviously collecting for something. Yes, that would be it. Traffic moved on, and a few minutes later, Mr. Dursley arrived at Granny's car park. Smiled back on drills. Mr. Dursley already sat, always sat in the back to the window in his office on the ninth floor. If he hadn't, he might have found it. Harder to concentrate on drills. He didn't see the owl swoop past in broad daylight. So I'm just gonna. He couldn't see the owl soon passing by daylight. Peered down in the street. So they pointed at the owls in shock. Most of them had never seen an owl, even at night time. Mr. Dursley had normal owl-free owl free morning. He yelled at five different people. Seven important phone calls, shouted a bit more. Very good moon till lunchtime. Thought he'd stretch his legs and have a walk across the road by a bun from the bakers. He had forgotten all about the people in the cloaks until they passed a group of them next to the bakers. He eyed them angrily as he passed. He didn't know why, but they made him uneasy. This was a lot this lot were whispering excitedly too, and he couldn't see a single collecting tin. Um, it was on his way back past them, clutching a light donut and a gay He caught a few words of what they were saying. The Potters! That's right, that's what I heard. Yes, the son, hurry. Mr. Dursley stopped dead in his track. Fear flooded him. He looked back at the whispers. Whisperers, as if they wanted to say something to, to them, but he thought better of it. He dashed across the world, hurried to his office, snapped at his secretary not to disturb him, seized the telephone, and had almost finished dialing his whole number when he changed his mind. Put the receiver back down and stroked his mustache, thinking, "No, he was being stupid. Potter wasn't such an unusual name. He was sure there were lots of other people who called her Potter, who had a son named Harry. Come to think of it, he wasn't even sure if his nephew was called Harry." 
he'd never see, even seen the boy, but he might have been Harvey or Harold. Those were going worry Mrs. Dursley. She'd always go up to the mention of sister. sister. She didn't blame her. She had a sister like that. Put them all the same. But all the same, those people in cloaks. Found a lot harder to concentrate on drills that afternoon when they went to the building at five o'clock. Still worried that he walked straight at someone outside. Though he said, sorry, he grunted. As the tiny old man stumbled and almost fell, it was a few seconds before Mr. Dursley realised that it was a man, that a man was wearing a violet cloak. Didn't seem at all upset to be almost knocked to the ground. On the contrary, his face split into a wild smile as he said in a squeaky voice that made Passer stare. Don't be sorry, my dear sir, for nothing could have sent me to die. My days, for you know who is God at last. Even muggles like yourself should be celebrating this happy day, happy, happy day. And the man hugged Mr. Dursley around the middle and walked off. Mr. Dursley stood rooted to the spot. He had been hugged by a complete stranger, although he thought he had been called a muggle. Although he, th- he also thought he had been called a muggle, whatever that was. He was rattled. He hurried to his car and set off home, hoping he was imagining things which he had never hoped before. He, because he didn't approve of imagination. As he pulled into the driveway room number four, the first thing he saw that didn't improve his mood was the tabby cat. He was now sitting on the garden wall. He was sure it was the same one. It had the same markings around its eyes. Shoo! said Mr. Dursley loudly. The cat didn't move. Just gave him a stern look. Was this normal cat behavior? Mr. Dursley wondered, trying to put himself together. He let himself into the house. It was still determined not to mention anything to his wife. Mrs. Dursley had 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 a has had a nice normal day. She told him all over dinner about the next door's problems with her daughter. How the next door's all about the next door's problems with her daughter, and how Dudley hadn't had learned a new word. Shant. Cashant, oh, um, Mr. Dursley tried to act normally. When Dudley had been put to bed, he tried to act normally. When Dudley had been put to bed, he went to the living room to catch the last report in the evening news. Finally, bird watchers everywhere reporting a nature, the nation's owls have been behaving very unusually today. Me like that. Um, but owls normally hunt at night or hardly ever seen the daylight. There have been hundreds of sightings of these birds flying in every direction since sunrise. Experts are able to, unable to explain why the owls have suddenly changed their sleeping pattern. The newsreader allowed himself to grin. Most mysterious. And now to Jim McCoven, McGuffin with the weather. Going to be any more showers of owls tonight, Jim? Well, Ted, said the weatherman. Don't know about that, but it's not only ours that have been acting hustling today. Viewers as far apart as Kent, Yorkshire and Dundee have been phoning to t- tell me that instead of rain, I promised yesterday, there has been a downpour of shooting stars. Perhaps people have been celebrating bonfire night early. It's not until next week, folks. But I can promise some wet night tonight. Mr. Dursley sat frozen in his armchair, shooting stars all over Britain. Owls flying by daylight, mysterious people in cloaks all the place, and a whisper, a whisper about the Potters. Mrs. Dursley came to the living room, carried two, two, two cups of tea. 
it was no good. I have to say something to her. He cleared his throat loudly. Nervously. Uh, Petunia, dear. Petunia, dear. You haven't heard from your sister lately, have you? As he had expected, Mrs. Dursley looked shocked and angry. After all, they normally pretended she didn't have a sister. No, she said sharply. Why? Funny stuff on the news? This is Mr. Dursley mumbled. Owls? Shooting stars? There were lots of funny looking people in town today. So. Well, I thought. So, so snapped Mrs. Dursley. Well, I just thought maybe it was something to do with, you know, her lot. Mrs. Dursley sipped her tea through pursed lips. Mr. Dursley wondered whether he dared to tell Tell her he'd heard the name Potter. He decided he didn't dare. Instead, he said as casually as he could, "The son, he'd be about Dudley's age now, wouldn't he?" I suppose so," said Mrs. Dursley stiffly. "What's his name again? Howard, isn't it? Harry. Nasty common name, if you ask me. Oh yes," said Mr. Dursley, heart sinking horribly. "Yes, I quite agree. Didn't say." On another word in, on the subject as they went upstairs to bed. While Mrs. Dursley was in the bathroom, Mr. Dursley crept to the bedroom window and peered down to the front garden. The cat was still there. It was staring down Private Drive with souls waiting for something. Was he imagining things? Could he have anything? Could it, this have anything? Could all this have anything to do with the Potters? If it did, if it got out that they were related to a pair of well, he didn't think he could bear it. The Dursleys got into bed. Mrs. Dursley fell asleep quickly. But Mr. Dursley lay awake, turning it all over in his mind. His last comforting thought before he fell asleep was that even if the potters were involved, there was no reason for them to come near him and Mrs. Dursley. Potters knew very well he could see how he, he couldn't see. Potters knew, well, okay, the Potters knew very well that he and Petrina had thought about them, their kind. You couldn't see how Petrina and he and Petrina had gotten mixed up in anything that might be going on. He yawned, turned over. It couldn't affect them. How very wrong he was. Now I'm going to do a, a little bit from the movie. So. Mr. Dursley has fallen asleep. Now, a man in an old man in a purple cloak walks through the street. He takes out a lighter, a cigarette lighter at that, and clicks it. A street light comes off. A little ball of light goes into the lighter. He does it again and again. Till most of the lights, not until all of the lights on Privet Drive are off. Then, Goes over to a wall where a tabby cat 
is sitting. He answers, Good evening, McGonagall. I didn't think you, I didn't think you'd be there, here. It goes off to the cat's shadow as it goes as it transform as the shadow transform into into a into a woman she says is is it true are they really are the potters really gone unfortunately says dumbledore yes it's true oh but they're the sun yes he's he's safe Voldemort is gone but where is he Hagrid has him Hagrid really you trusting him with such a thing like this yes should be here any moment now what suddenly a big light comes down from the sky and it soon comes down to reveal a motorbike with a little sidecar attached to it. With a with the biggest, with a huge man right in in the in the motorbike. He comes down, lands, and gets and. Gets out of the vehicle, gets out of the bike, and takes out a little bl- bundle of blankets from the sidecar. So he says, "Dumbledore." Dumbledore says, "Yes, Hagrid." He says, "Hello, Hagrid." Here's the here's the boy. He says, sniffing a bit. Oh, are you really crying right now? says Miss Minerva McGonagall. But he's just so sad what happened to the p- Lillian James, says Hagrid. I know, says Minerva. But even, even if even when all hope seems lost, says Dumbledore. Even when all light is, seems gone, says Dumbledore, picking, taking Harry out of Hagrid's arm. There's still a spark of hope, he says, putting them on the doorstep. Putting them on the doorstep. Are you sure about this, says Professor McGonagall? No, Minerva McGonagall. These, I've been watching these people all day. They're the worst kind of muggles there are. Yes, but they're the only family he's got. Um, there's also a little bit I forgot out. He said he. Uh, so Dumbledore asked Hagrid where he got the motorbike. He says it's Sirius's. That will be important in about the third and. Fifth one, just so you know. So, about hmm, 
almost 10 years have passed. See, Dudley Dursley, Dudley Dursley running down the stairs and then jumping a bit, almost, in almost the middle. Then shouting, Oi, wake up! We're going to the zoo! We're going to the zoo! It goes down. The camera goes down the stairs into a little cupboard where thump, thump, dust comes down from the roof. A boy reaches for the light. This boy's name was Harry. Reaches for his glasses too. He puts them on his auntie, his aunt Petunia goes over and knocks and knocks on the door sharply. I wake wake up wake up boy she says Harry says I'm coming She ignores him and knocks more. He gets up gets out of the place gets out of the cupboard. Dudley as he he opens the door, Dudley runs past at the same time, slamming the door on him. Going he, he goes into the living room to see a Dudley goes into the living room to see a bunch of presents. Says oh, presents How many are there? Um he said He says that he says uh Vernon said Uncle Ver Vernon Dursley says thirty-six counted them myself. Dudley bursts out in rage. Thirty-six thirty-six last year, last year I had thirty-seven Yeah, but quite a lot some of them are quite a bit bigger than last year. I don't care how big they are. I want more, more. Uh, Petunia Dursley goes over, comes over, and to, to comfort him, says, "You know, um, why don't we go and get you two more presents? Yeah, that's thirty-eight. Hmm. So, yeah, yay! And and she as she glares at at Vernon. Yeah, so." Harry goes down and she says, Oh, put on the stove. Make some bacon for us. Don't burn it. Or I'll burn you. Or something she threatens him. I can't remember what she says. But yeah, um, so he goes to that. As he's doing that, he's. He sees Dudley. No, as he's doing it, he's just chilling, yeah? And then the boss comes through. He's finished the baking, he gives it to Dozo, who's, um, yeah, just normal, just sitting down, having a nice cuppa, not having some bacon, you know? And then the boss comes through. <laughs> then says, Go get it, Potter! So, Harry goes over, go get the boss. Well, let's say bacon. Yeah, I guess the post. Um, and then looking through a postcard, a 
a postcard, yeah. Another let uh bills I think. Bills, yeah. Um a letter to Harry Potter, covered 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 under the stairs, private drive. He's about to flip it over and then he sees it. So he's looking at the letter as he walks through and gives the others to Vernon. He's looking at it. He turns it over and sees a, a seal with an H on it. Hmm. Vernon says, oh, Aunt Marge, oh, Marge is sick. Hmm. And then, Dudley grabs the letter out of Harry's hand. Oh, Potter's got a letter, Potter's got a letter. Like, who would send you a letter? Look at it, they look at it. Oh, no. It can't be. And then, Then he's like, what is it? It's and then he locks Harry into the thing, the cupboard. And then, um, and then he burns it. Okay, actually, just imagine I never said any of the whole better bit okay just okay now imagine they're going to the zoo um so like the snake enclosure place like i don't know how they can be in there it's scary i've been something like that before but it's scary but basically um yeah they're just chilling with their snakes dudley goes over to a snake and goes jab 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 boy wake up wake up it's like he's a s- no, he's like, move, move, and Harry goes, he's asleep. It's like, oh, daddy, make him, make him move. It's like, wake up, wake up, you damn snake. And it's just like, no, thank you. <laughs> and it just sort of like sleeps more. And then, Harry, so then, Dudley goes off, pushing Harry in, in the process to look at some other snakes as she move. So, this one's useless. And then Harry goes, sorry about him. Don't want to understand what it's like lying there day after day. You see, and the snake says, yeah, "It's all right." He goes, "Can you hear me?" He says, "Of course I can hear you." Well, I wouldn't I? Well, I mean, I've never talked to a snake before. I've never talked to a person before. Hmm. So they just uh, looking at each other, but then Dudley comes over, seeing it move, and puts his hand on the glass, leaning into it. Says, "Oh, it's moving! It's moving!" Harry looks at Dudley angrily, glaring, and then Dudley falls through the glass as it disappears, and then falls into the water. The snake comes out, and then. Dudley gets out of the water, soaked, head to toe, puts his hand against the glass now there, and and realizes he's stuck in the cage. The snake goes up to Harry and says, "Thank you." He's like, "You're welcome." 
It's like, and then it slithers away. Everyone's screaming after it. And then, Vernon grabs Harry by the head. Here, here, head. And says, What did you do? As he gets home. Still, Harry holding his head. I don't know how long he did that. But he gets, he goes through the door. Dudley in a blanket, so scared. Sh shivering. Don't think it's from the cold, though. So he's like, um, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Oh, God, you didn't do anything. It was like magic. Who said, don't you ever say that again. And it was like, magic isn't real. And they locked him up. Okay, now pretend the whole letter thing. Okay. Say so we just done a lot of things like burn, burn, and then an an owl, and then another letter comes through, and then a few actually a few more letters come through at the same time. And he's like, "Oh, great!" He rips them up. No, he burns them and rips up the other one, and then he and then he bolts up the thingy. Then they come through the window, locks up the windows. They come. Th then, a few days later, they're just sitting in the house, nice, having a cup of coffee, you know, Harry serving biscuits. <laughs> it's like, fine day it is today. Fine day Sunday, why is that Dudley? Harry says, no post on Sunday. That's right, Dudley, no post on Sunday. Ah, beautiful day. Beautiful day, so, um, yes, suddenly, there's a crash, they look around, nothing's wrong, and then, suddenly, the chimney starts to shake, then suddenly, a bunch of letters come through the chimney, all addressed to Harry Potter, and then, the bolted door, or the letter hatch thing, or whatever it's called, comes loose. More letters come through, almost flooding the house. Harry's tr jumping up, trying to grab a letter. He eventually does, and Dudley goes, He's got one! He's got a letter! And then he's like, Nyeh! He does a Naruto run, probably. I don't know, I didn't. I can't remember. Probably did one. But he's like, Nyeh! Back to his cupboard. He's like, don't do this, don't do this to me. Do, 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 don't do this. And then Vernon grabs him because he's somehow faster than a Naruto run. Then he's like, you're coming with me. We're going somewhere far away. Somewhere they'll never find us. Scene change. So. There are... Uh, they're just chilling in the nice lighthouse, scary sort of thing. So like a lighthouse on a big rock in the middle of a storm. I don't know how someone could look at them. And then Dudley's got bed on the sofa. Petunia and Vernon are just sleeping upstairs. Harry's lying on the ground. Mm. On his bed. Well, it's just a blanket. 
And a pillow, I think. Mm. Drawing in the dirt. A cake. Then he says, make a wish. And blows on it. Destroying all this beautiful art. So. And then. Crash! Thunder. Dudley wakes up like, yo! Which I don't know why it'd be so scary if you're in the middle of a storm. So basically, yeah, thunder and lightning very, very frightening. Suddenly, crash! The door bursts open, and a giant man steps through. Actually, the same giant man from a bit ago, Hagrid. So he's like, yeah, and then Petunia and Dursley just run down. Brennan Dursley, he's got a gun. He's got like a shotgun. Fortnite shotgun, sniper or something. And things like, hey. And he walks over. Um, Hagrid walks over and bends the gun. Vernon is shocked to see as he looks at his, the bent gun. And backs away. Then he goes over to Dudley and says, Well, Harry, you're a bit plump, more plump than I thought you'd be. And, he, and Dudley is wants no part of this. And then he points to Harry. And he goes, and Harry says, I'm, uh, I'm Harry. And he's like, <laughs> probably thinking the second he said that, I've made a grave mistake or something. But basically, yeah. He's like, I'm Harry. And I was like, <laughs> and then, so, I'm Harry. Walks over and says, oh, happy birthday, Harry. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then, happy birthday, Harry. And he's like, well, I got a bit squashed on the way, but, um, might have said on it, but it'll taste all the same. Gate takes out a squashed cake. Happy birthday, cake. And he's like, oh. And then he gets an umbrella. A little pink umbrella. Goes and sits over by the off fire, the fire. And then points his th- points his umbrella at it the fire immediately lights he's sort of like freaking out here right now i was sort of freaking out here thinking magic doesn't exist yet seeing this man with a pink umbrella make a fire go out go in go on i don't know and he's like sort of hyperventilating i don't know but he's like okay and then they're just like, and then Dudley's sort of just like casually eating Harry's cake. He's just like, nom, 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 nom. Hagrid turns around to see him doing that. He's got his back to, Dudley has his back to Hagrid bent over. Hagrid shoots, takes his umbrella, shoots something at Dudley's butt. And his, then he gets a pigtail. It's... I'm just thinking on how they did that. 
how they took it away. I think they had some sort of surgery. <laughs> yeah, they made him a pigtail. Made him have a pigtail. Then he's just like, oh, great, not again. I don't know what I mean by again. But basically, he's like, great. And then, he's freaking out with his mom and dad. And then he's like, oh, I got something for you, Harry. Hands it over to, hands a letter over to Harry. And he reads it. And he's like, hmm, you dear Mr. Potter, you have been accepted to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. I'm still waiting for my letter. Um, I Witchcraft and Wizardry. There is a list of all the things you'll need. Um, please come to King's Cross Station um, on the 1st of September. And um, thank you. And um, good night. Thank you and good night. Um, I don't remember exactly what it says, you know. But basically, he's like, Wizarding? Witchcraft? He's like, what? He's like, and he's like, yep. Hagrid's like, yeah, of course, why not? Like he's like he's like I mean your mom and dad were the best witch and wizards. Like so they died in a car crash and they were the best witch and wizards. Like they died in a car crash. He's like what? When did that happen? And it's like no, they got killed by like the most powerful dark lord in the world. And he's just like you told me they died in a car crash. He's just and they're just like I'm Dudley and. No, Vernon and Petunia are just like, yeah, about that. And he's like, what happened to the Dark Wizard? And he's like, you killed him. And he's just like, <laughs> freaking out even more by the fact that he doesn't remember this. He's like, when you were a baby. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know what he did. I can't remember. Basically, he's not happy about this. And then he's like, <laughs> so he's got this song. His parents are dead. He's just found how his parents died. Just found that he killed a dark lord at his, when he was like two or one or something. And then he and yeah, and he's also a wizard. So that is when I'm gonna stop this episode. And yeah, that will be this. This will be it done, I guess. So I'm going to stop the episode here. And... You know. If... Yeah. If... If you... Need a little Lumos in your day. Just listen to... Harry Potter, the boy who lived, come to die.